You make man like me? No. Woman. Friend for you. Woman. Friend. Yes. I want friend. Welcome, torch-wielding villagers, and happy Halloween to Geek Salads episode uh, 169, A Graveyard Smash. Ooh. I'm Andy. I'm Mike. I'm Joe. I'm Catherine. And today we are talking all about the Universal Classic Monsters. On my fifth anniversary. On your fifth anniversary. This is actually Catherine's fourth, hol- yep. fourth anniversary Halloween show, meaning you've done five of these. Whoa. 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 <laughs> There might be one that you didn't make it to because of work or something. Probably. I think it was our our, our pumpkin spice episode. <laughs> I might. I don't know. I can't remember. Well, no, most people don't remember pumpkin spice. Right. So anyway, today we're talking all about the uh, the classic black and white Universal uh, monsters. This is actually <laughs> when I was putting the show together. It was like, wow, this is really kind of virgin territory for us. We never talk about black and white movies. Like we don't talk about movies made prior to 1970. Realistically, even even yeah, even 1970 is way before we actually talk about anything. And yeah, usually Mostly it's like, like what movies? We talk, yeah, what do we talk about? Oh, Jaws. I think Jaws is like the start of everything, and then it's like Universal uh, movie, by the way. But the, yeah. well, the, but the funny thing is, like, these black and white movies. I mean, with the the hindsight of 70 years, mm. they're kind of cheesy. <laughs> So especially especially the sequel when you start. To oh my the god! Yes, these sequels. Technically, Jaws is a Universal uh, monster. Yeah, that's that's kind of true. Not under the umbrella though. So right. this is actually one of those things too. I think that they didn't really classify them as Universal monsters until like I want to say like the seventies right. when they would like package the toys and package the but, games well, like they're, that. They're really because they. They were really kind of the only scary movie, quote unquote, horror movie, right? From that era, right? You know, you, beyond Dracula, Frankenstein, what other horror movies do you know of? Right, exactly. Especially because they put money into them. There was actually love that is put into a lot of these movies. I mean, well, the originals, the originals, the the others are crapped out as cash, yeah, quick cash, cash grabs. I, I don't know anything <laughs> with Abbott and Costello would classify as love. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would. I love those movies. No. Oh. That's so bad. All right. So, um, do you guys know what the very first Universal, the official? Yeah, I do. Because yeah. I'm reading the uh, synopsis right now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Way to do your homework, there, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Mike. Tell us what is what is the first Universal monster movie? Well, to quote this outline here that you sent. Yep. The uh, series began in 1923 with Lon Chaney as the Hunchback of Notre Dame. God, those words are just brilliant, aren't they? 
<laughs> it lacks panache. Well, we're not talking about the Disney movie, the Disney uh, animated. Episode. No, no, no. Actually, this is a movie that is. If you guys ever seen The Hunchback of Notre Dame, or at least long, seen long, stills, long time ago. It, long time ago. So it doesn't have a happy ending. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't have the Disney ending. Um, Frollo was not a sex symbol for that. That still escapes me. Yeah, I guess that's a that's a Disney fangirl thing. I guess. But yeah, no the the makeup Lon Chaney's makeup in the Hunchback of Notre Dame is amazing. This is senior for right? that time. Yes, yeah, senior. Okay. Um, it's just it it looks just unbelievable. Mm. Considering it's black and white, because considering I think believe it's a silent movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I don't I don't think uh, talkies came out until twenty four, twenty five. Right. Was, uh... Right. Um. It's interesting too because Lon Chaney also appeared in a version the very like the very next Universal monster movie was the Phantom of the Opera. That's the one that most people remember him from. Right, right. He 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 embodied yeah. that big time. I remember reading a lot about that. The like the he was like a master of makeup. Oh yeah, yes. and like he would use. Well, he's, he's, he set the standard for special effects makeup. Yeah. For a lot of these 30s, 40s, pretty much right into the, like, the he, he 60s. Was, he, he was known as like the men with a thousand faces. Yes. Yeah. And he, um, what he would do with, especially with the Phantom, what he would do is he had like this harness of like fishing wires with hooks, and he would use the hooks to pull his face back, and then cover that with like the latex and everything for for the Phantom. Um, I actually remember reading that the the reveal. When Christine removes the mask, that, that famous scene that everyone, that very seen. famous scene that everybody has seen, uh, people were passing out in the movie theater. Mm-hmm. It was just so frightening for nineteen twenty something. Twenty three, yeah. <laughs> twenty three. Well, well, the thing is, I mean, it being a silent movie, you really kind of have to de- depend on your. It, the, 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 his makeup is amazing because with silent movies, you really have to depend on being able to emote. The right, visuals, exactly. Your facial, you know, your, your facial, facial expressions, expressions are count more than words. Right. And he's like one of the few actors to successfully make the transition mm. from silent movies to sound. You know, movies yeah. with sound, and not look like a cheesy overacting. Right, putz, putz. <laughs> <laughs> now, have you guys ever seen the remake? The um, 1940s remake of the Phantom of the Opera. No. Oh god! I think the 20, 1923 is the only one he's kind of the right. But Universal did crap out a remake of this. So they they had reboots even back then. Yes, people. in 1943 it was in color. Now here's the thing: is that usually the story of the Phantom is that he was born disfigured, mm-hmm. and that's usually how most better. Phantom of the Opera versions <laughs> portray him. Quality, quality. In this version, all right, um, he is disfigured. The other popular way of turning him to the Phantom, because there was a woman carrying, and I am not making this up, a platter with acid on it that she just happened to have laying around, and he gets her upset, and she just like splashes it on his face, a la you know, a la Two Face. Okay. Real acid. <laughs> So, you know what? Speaking of Batman influences... The do nothing! Speaking of um, a Batman influences, another universal uh, horror movie, which isn't on our list here, is The Laughing Man. Oh, with, yes. Yeah, with yes. Uh, Conrad Veidt. Yep. And that was uh, the basis for the Joker. Yep. Oh. In fact, if oh, you actually if, if, if look you... at the, the stills... Go, go ahead, Mike. Look at the stills. You're joking, finally. Um, if you look at the stills... 
Conrad Veidt looks like the original iteration, or actually, I should say this, the original iteration of the Joker looks like Conrad Veidt in this movie. Cesar Romero? No, no. not Cesar. No, no. no. Like the actual yeah, comic book. Com- yeah, like the Bob Kane, well, that one, Bill Finger. That one I remember. That's, what, yeah. well, that's actually what it's based more, on. More Bill Finger than Bob Kane. Yeah, I, I, I know. We, the, man who laughs, the Man Who Laughs. The Man Who Laughs, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what... Who, that's who Bill Finger based the Joker D- on. Disfigured by a king as a child, the, an 18th century clown again becomes the pawn of royalty. Shh. So they took a lot from uh, that movie. Yeah. So, all right, so now... Everything we, old is new again, Mike. Pretty much, well, new. 1939, Nine. 1940, maybe? 19, well, 19, yeah, it was, 10, it was 11 years after the wow. movie came out then. Brand new then. Yeah, exactly. So, all right, so we'll start off... Well, why don't we just start off with the with the granddaddy? Okay. Um, Bela Lugosi as Dracula, or primarily played for, made famous by Bela Lugosi. Bela Lugosi. Bela Lugosi. Bela Lugosi. Bela Lugosi. Dracula, which first came out in 1931, directed by Todd Browning, um, who also directed this very interesting movie called Freaks. I've heard of that one. Have yeah. you guys ever seen that? I've heard uh, of I, it. I've avoided that one. It's one of those movies that was banned in several countries for yeah. many, many years. Yeah. Um... It just because they actually used real circus freaks. Yes. Like, there is, yeah. like... The Lobster Boy. The Lobster the Boy. Lobster, yeah. And they had the two pinheads. And they had the, um... Like, the, the human caterpillar man, or... Whatever. It's... the 1930s American Horror Story. Right. No, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. Um... I'm assuming we've all seen this Dracula. Yeah. Dracula, yeah. It, it, Probably... I don't know. I'm more familiar with the 1922 silent film the Nosferatu. 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 Oh, Nosferatu is beautiful. It's a beautiful movie. Yeah. It's a beautiful movie, even though their, um, you know, their, their Dracula is just fucking horrifying. Well, it's not Dracula. Well, that, well, that's no, exactly. Yeah, the, Count Orlock. It's, it's, well, you completely, know it's completely the Dracula storyline with all the names changed. Yeah. Right. Well, the thing, the thing about, and, and you know, the, the Bela Lugosi Dracula is very famous and it's very, you know, it's considered a classic. But I always thought it was kind of, kind of campy, in a certain kind of way. I mean, it, it may have been because of the the sequels and everything else like that. But for me, like you said, Nosferatu, the the, the Dracula Nosferatu, Nosferatu, yes, is more horrifying and more. Oh, oh because he is an ash, actual aberration, right? Yeah. Whereas Dracula, Bela Lugosi's Dracula. See, I'm getting that pronunciation. Thank you. Bela Lugosi's. I learned Dra- that from Ed Wood. Ah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I mean, the, the only the thing that pretty much stands out about stands out about Bela Lugosi's Dracula is that he's just a, he's just guilty of sexual assault. A lot of times, yes. A lot of sexual assault. A but, lot of, but lot of issues. his his Count Dracula is the one that usually is the go to. At if you're going to dress as a vampire, what do you do? Slick your hair back. Put on the black cape. The t- and well, put on the tux with the. Uh, yep. And to, to be fair, rightfully so. He he did he he made the hell out of that role. He made well, it he made, he, he made, in, in the first one at least. He, he made, made it sexy. Right, exactly. Yeah. He made he made Dracula more seductive than the actual Dracula is supposed to be. Right. You know. Listen to them. Children of the night. What music they make. Well, the, 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 in the book, there's a whole yeah. lot of seducing. Yeah, that yeah. Brain Stoker book is 
there's, no, there's, there's a couple different forms that it takes. Yeah. This is still, I mean, this, this I mean, version. Wasn't, is, wasn't it fairly scandalous too when the movie came out? Like, kind of like just too too racy for. Some well, reason. because Dracula's wives, like the brides of Dracula, have always been like the sticking point mm-hmm. for yeah. a lot of like uptight, pearl clutching people. Yeah, white skimpy negligee. Yeah, exactly. Um, as as 1930s negligees go. Right. Yeah. And you know what the funny thing is too. I remember watching you can see this his ankle. very Ooh. very soon after reading the book, and after seeing uh, Coppola's 1992 oh. <laughs> Dracula. I am going to see Count Dracula. Um, I will admit, I still had, I had a crush on Lucy. Though. Going to Budapest. They Budapest, Budapest. <laughs> They was like they actually called it Bram Stoker's Dracula. As if it was like the definitive version of Bram Stoker's it's story, like the it's book. not. No, it's nothing like no. The, the Todd Browning 1931 movie is. Yeah. It is much closer. Yeah. Um, it's still not perfect. But no. Oh God, no! It's not perfect. The audio in this movie, there is such that running like fuzz. They haven't. They hadn't invented. They, perfected. they had not invented a windsock yet. <laughs> <laughs> so like all the microphones are just left unprotected and. And the best, the best boy is not doing his job. No, God, no. And, and I don't remember a Renfield being in the book. A what? Renfield Ren- is part of the book. Yeah. Really? Renfield is definitely part of the book. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, actually. It's been a while since I've You don't that. invent that ship. Um, when that last, well, last time I saw this was a while ago. And I got a version of it where they redubbed the score by Philip Glass. <laughs> so they actually did, yeah, like Philip Glass did the score for yeah. it. Wasn't, it wasn't half bad. Now, Mike, this, amongst many, were part of a certain movie collection that you bought the DVD for, right? Well, I, bu- I bought the DVD mainly for the special features, yes, because the uh, DVD, like the DVD version of Van Helsing, the uh, the Hugh Jackman, the one? Hugh Jackman yep. one, the special features on it were the original version of Dracula, Frankenstein, and the Wolfman. Really? Yeah. I thought you got more than that. I thought there were a couple of others. Uh, I thought maybe The Invisible Man was in there. And... I don't remember The Invisible... Those are the three that I definitely remember because those are the three monsters that are in the movie. Right. Okay, yeah. From what little I remember of that god-awful movie. <laughs> I just I just watched the Nostalgia Critic cover last week. Oh, it It's aged. not a good It, it looked like it was bad back then. It was. It was. It, yes, it was. It's PS1 cutscene, not special <laughs> effects. Ah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But... Um, yeah, when, yeah, when, when yeah. Van Helsing turns into the werewolf to fight Dracula. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I, I bought that movie. I watched it. And I was like, put that one away. Let's get out the special features now. These are good <laughs> movies. <laughs> Let's get out the classics. Yes. Yeah. So, Dracula was followed up by uh, 1936's Dracula's Daughter. All right. Now, I'm just going to throw this out here. Has anybody actually seen any of these sequels? No. no. All right. I, mean, I, I, I probably have seen them I, on the sci fi show somewhere. I've, I've seen the Abbott and Costello sequels. All right. <laughs> yeah. That's so, it. We'll 19, get to those. Don't worry. 1936 was Dracula's daughter. Uh, 1943, the son of Dracula. As made famous in the um, the Monster Mash with Dracula and his son. <laughs> Isn't that the basis of Castlevania? Mm. Everybody is the son of Dracula. Which one are you talking about? <laughs> Symphony of the Night. Okay. Yes. And then finally, 1945's House of Dracula. Okay. <laughs> it's a, there are decorating so, tips by Dracula. I, I don't ever want to hear. Well, it's any- generally like you know, 
like the fall of the House of Usher. We're not talking about that building. We're talking about the family. Hey, shouldn't it be a yeah. castle of Dracula? Because the House of Dracula means like you know that. that yeah, old... the, the, yeah, little, yeah, talking, little cul- on the cul-de-sac. We're talking about the family, not the building. <laughs> you know, right, the, House Lannister, the garage of Dracula, oh, the unfinished basement of Dracula, the shed of Dracula, <laughs> the man shed. The man. <laughs> Dracula's man came. <laughs> oh, there's oh. three options. Meanwhile, around the wives of Dracula have the she sheds. <laughs> yeah, the she sheds. <laughs> oh man! All right, moving on. I was going to with Dracula's daughter's she shed, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So yeah, the, the, the wives of Dracula do all have she sheds in the back. <laughs> All right, moving on to the next most popular character in the uh, in this oeuvre of horror, <laughs> Frankenstein. Actually, let's put it this way: not Frankenstein, Frankenstein, the creature, the creature, yeah. the monster, yeah. Frankenstein's you, monster. Because if you really want to come out, come off like a stuck-up asshole, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and yes, we know it's the creature, all right. But the movie was called Frankenstein, yeah. right? Yeah. And it was Henry Frankenstein. Yes. Yes. Not, not Victor. Victor Frank. And his assistant Fritz. Yeah. Right. Not Igor. I actually have seen, I saw this one on the big screen at the Boston Sci-Fi Movie Marathon. Really? Oh, yeah? Yeah. Wow. That must have been interesting, actually. That was really fun. It was kind of late at night. It was yeah. really and good. This, and the source of one, one of the greatest lines in, the, in movies. It's, it's alive! It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! He goes on and on. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. They had to restrain him. He's so happy. He's so giddy. You know, say what you say, Will, about the like the future ones. Like they're you know definitely up the cheese factor. These initial ones are solid. James Whale, yeah, yeah, right. The initial movies are very solid. That's why they're called classics. James Whale, out of all of these people to direct like the big ones, the 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 start ones, James Whale was had an eye for this. Oh yeah, he was a very good director. Oh, a lot of the shots are very artistic. Right. Yeah. Now, have you guys actually seen Gods and Monsters? Yes. Oh, that was the... Uh, Ian McKellen yeah. played James yes. Whale. Yes, yeah. I watched that so long ago. Criminally robbed of that Best Actor Oscar. I've heard that. To Roberto Benigni. Oh. The biggest case of buyer's remorse the Academy of Motion Pictures oh, Art yeah. Science <laughs> has, has ever had. Exactly. Oh, this will be fun for his speech. And you meanwhile, Ian McKellen put on like the... the the performance of his career. And this was kind of the start of his resurgence. No, no, the performance of his career was acting not offended that he didn't get the Oscar. Right. So sitting in his chair. Yes, yeah. No, Gods and Monsters, is it's uh, it's about James Whale and about him, his making of Frankenstein and, you know, we bring it up, The Bride of Frankenstein. Oh, oh yeah. What about poor Boris Karloff, though? Just getting typecast for the rest of his life as the monster. As just the creature. The and creature. He, he stopped. For a while, and he was doing the non-makeup things. In a lot of movies that he appears in, he's just kind of like doing other things. Right. And he's yeah. kind of controlling the monster and not being the monster. Um, yeah, Frankenstein is just a great story. Yeah, I think out of all yeah. of these, I mean, it's it's the I think out of these 1930s, 
movie's the one of the best. Oh yeah. Uh, actually, uh, well, we'll get into the best in just Maybe, a second. And, I think, and, and, and probably the the one that's close, close truest to its source material. I, not really. Not really. There is very no. little no. natural person. But okay, Mary. let's Mary Shelley. Mary Shelley. Let's bleed this into the next one then, because I, it's like you can't talk about Frankenstein without talking about 1935's The Bride of Frankenstein. Because the uh, studio forced James Whale to give it, a, give the first one a happier ending, and not have Frankenstein die. Right. Exactly. They all. Live the, the the creature got away. Well, suppose you know, yeah. You didn't know that at the end of the movie, but right. Doctor Frankenstein gets married, and he's doing his thing. This movie is the one when you think of most of the stuff from Frankenstein. This is the movie you think of. Yeah. Really? Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that happens, and especially a lot of stuff taken for um, Young Frankenstein was taken from. Like, it was kind of an amalgam of things. The, the blind man scenes. Mm-hmm. We're taken from the, the, I, the, the Bride I, I, of Frankenstein. I Frankenstein's Remember, this is bread. Bread. Mm. Bread. Mm. And this is wine. To drink. 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 Good. Good. We are friends, you and I. Friends. Friends. <laughs> Good. Good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. They actually they actually rented. They got the uh, original set. Right. Yeah. From the, the first movie for Young Frankenstein. Yeah. They actually found the found the guy that built the sets because he had never gotten credit in the original one, and he still had all the stuff in his ba- yeah. all the props in his basement. But this one here is, I mean, you, you talk to any film nerd, this is the best movie in, in the 1930s, 1940s hmm. um, Universal <laughs> catalog. Okay, maybe. Okay. Okay. I'll look up something and I'll let you know. All right, yeah, all right. Oh, is there a ranking? Is there an official ranking? No. Okay. Looking up something. All right. But this is just really the one about, you know, what, what is our role in playing God? And the fact that, you know, the creature longs to live and have a normal life and he can never have that. Especially when someone right. is created to look like him. That he can have as a mate and she rejects him. Because Gosh. of his Abby normal brain. Yes, yeah, so because of his Abby normal brain. So he just burns the fucking house down. <laughs> fucking incels. <laughs> <laughs> but no, this is one of these movies that just like... It just it clicks so many different boxes. Mm. It just in terms of the long term film theory. I mean, really, you could view this just Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein as one complete as movie. one long movie. Yeah, it, it was still James Wales, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah. yeah, you were saying we were talking about it was universe some of the best of the universe. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Did you? Have another, All right, I didn't know if option? you had uh, if you a had counterpoint. No, not, not not something from Universal now. Oh, okay. Yeah, gotcha. well, now you have me curious. Yeah. Uh, King Kong. Oh, yes, RKO. Fair point. Fair point. Yeah. Which I'm going to see on the big screen this coming President's Day. Oh, nice. Sci-fi movie marathon. Neat. <laughs> All right, so the Bri- Frankenstein and the Bri- Bride of Frankenstein were followed up by Son of Frankenstein, 1939. Which was the first one with... Igor, well, sorry, it was Igor, Igor. but it's spelled with a Y. Yeah, exactly. Played by Bela Lugosi. Yep. Oh, jeez. Who then 
played Frankenstein in the Ghost of Frankenstein. <laughs> Bella Lugosi. No, this is this was coming out of the movie Ed Wood. Yeah, that he harbor and you, have you guys seen Ed Wood? Yes. Or, yeah. So yeah, Martin Landau was just so goddamn oh, he, awesome in that movie as Bela Lugosi. He, he won. But he won an Academy Award for that. Yeah. He brought you know he talks about first of all that you know Frankenstein was out selling all in merchandise and stuff like that. You think it takes talent to play Frankenstein? Just make of it lumbering and <laughs> and then in a moment in a moment of weakness he he admits. He was offered Frankenstein. And he turned it down. And he turned it down because it wasn't sexy enough. So it's kind of ironic. He ended up playing him in like a lower budget uh, movie. Well, um, at that point, he was pretty much a shill for any, any role they passed. Oh, exactly. Yeah. You, know, yeah. you know, the morphine don't pay for itself, you know. Yeah. Right. Um, Marvel, Marvel team up. Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't bad. I am amazed. Actually, going down this list of the biggies here, I'm amazed they didn't do this more often. More crossovers. More crossovers. Um, well, they had to bring in Abbott and Costello to get really click it. Yeah, but even still, it was still kind of limited as to it, what I they were. Yeah, they they kind of did it, but I think it was probably a foreign concept. Right. It's yeah, like, like. Well, you know what though? They probably had writers that were just like. How would that make sense? And there wasn't some like they they couldn't make it fit. The there logic wasn't, some, wasn't the logic was not there for them. There wasn't some court, coke snorting like studio head going, "We'll make it work." <laughs> <laughs> well, this was also pre uh, pre comic book team ups. True, true. This is not something you would see a lot of. Um, all right, nineteen ninety four, the uh, House of uh, Frankenstein. Nineteen forty four. It's not yeah. about the house, right, Catherine? What did I say? No, it's 94. 94, okay. Yeah, 1944. Um, yeah. It's not about the house, it's about the family. The rickety attic of Frankenstein. <laughs> the, the, the old windmill of Frankenstein. <laughs> the burned down windmill of Frankenstein. <laughs> the fixer upper of Frankenstein. <laughs> it's a trilogy! <laughs> <laughs> the handyman special of Frankenstein. Oh yeah, the handyman's delight. My budget's one point two million. <laughs> the flip of Frankenstein. <laughs> flip of Frankenstein. The rent control department of Frankenstein. <laughs> the morphine crack den. Of <laughs> the opium den. The opium den of Frankenstein. No, oh, that was of Dracula. <laughs> Speaking of which, the next movie is the um, abandoned hospital of the Wolfman. <laughs> um. All right. So yeah, moving on to Speaking the Wolfman. Whoever is bitten by a werewolf and lives becomes a werewolf himself. Oh, quit handing me that. You're just wasting your time. The wolf bit you, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he did. Wear this charm over your heart always. All right, all right, I'll take it. Made famous by Lon Chaney Jr. Well, I, apparently, um, when they did the first Wolfman, they just called him Lon Chaney because they wanted to trick people into right. coming Thinking to see I think he was the actual father, Lon yeah. Chaney, yeah. And it was like, wait a minute, Lon Chaney's dead. How did this happen? But I will, I will admit, though, the Wolfman is... Really a good movie. 
Yeah. I mean, the special effects, just the lap, the, the you know, for, for 1940, yeah. Um, the, just the time lapse that they use for the facial it is great prosthetics makeup. is really cool. Yeah. And, no, and when it was on, it looked great. Yeah. Yeah. It's just interesting now, too, because it, I, I feel like they haven't been able to get that right because it's just like the urge to CG is so strong. Well, and they don't look like wolves. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. more... Well, it's like... It depends on, on your, your interpretation of the werewolf myth, whether or not they just transform into pure wolves or what, which is generally the way it works. Right. Well, I mean, that's why I'm glad they called it the wolf man. Right, exactly. Because right, as opposed to the, the wolf. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's very true. I mean, honestly, the, the best werewolf to this day, the best werewolf transformation is still American Werewolf in London. Oh, yeah. I will fight you if you, if you <laughs> say otherwise. No, you're right. I'm not gonna yeah, okay, no, good, no, please, good. Please, come on. Where American Werewolf in Paris was much better. Fuck off, Mike. Get out of my house. <laughs> well, actually, the, actually, the Werewolf TV shows did a pretty good job, too. Which one was that? It was like one of the first shows on Fox. When Fox first came out. Uh, oh, God. It, came, it was a network. <laughs> I, I got nothing. It was All 9 right. o'clock every Saturday night. <laughs> Same close-ups. like Manimal. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> um, yeah, this is just... This movie is just fantastic. And what what's interesting is, other than Frankenstein meets the Wolfman... Not a whole lot of Wolfman movies. Yeah. Yeah, there's... Yeah. Like, yeah, you can... Yeah, they didn't do a lot of Wolfman. They got, you know, in the 50s, the the, the whole, like, teenage... Um, yeah, Michael Landon, that was a teenage werewolf. Yes. Season 8 of MST3K. Well, according to IMDb, there is a, a movie in development called The Wolfman. Well, of course there is. It's part of the Dark Universe. Which means they'll never see the light You'll of day. You'll never see the light of day now. <laughs> I mean, come on. If you can't sell an audience that Russell Crowe is uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Hey, but Anthony Hopkins and Benicio Del Toro. Oh, my God. Yeah. Rated R for bloody violence. <laughs> <laughs> so mad that clip of that Alyssa had. Of, I found, like, one British person actually say bloody violence for me, and it, just the clip was terrible. Yeah, it, it was It was unusable. It was, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just bloody violence. <laughs> um, all right. Good lord, there are not that many. I figured this this conversation was going on longer. Okay, so 1933 brings us the Invisible Man. I couldn't stay here any longer, Kemp. I couldn't let you see me slowly fading away. So I packed up and went to a little village for secrecy and quiet to finish the experiment and complete the antidote, the way back to Visible Man again. I meant to come back just as I was when you saw me last. But the fools wouldn't let me work in peace. I had to teach them a lesson. But why? Why do it, Griffin? Just a scientific experiment at first. That's all. To do something no other man in the world had done. I was actually watching that right before I came over. What a good movie. I have other thoughts. Okay. <laughs> Oh, do elaborate, please. Uh, I, I think that Claude Rains is amazing mm-hmm. as Griffin. Oh, yeah. He is fantastic. I think everyone else in that story, in that movie was told, okay, overact something fierce. Oh, well, yeah. Bigger! Bigger! Uh, Faster, more intense. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, the entire British pub, they they looked like they were in a, in like a, a farce. Right. Uh, they're... they're they were just, it, it was terrible. It was painful to watch. 
Really? But the scenes with Claude Rains alone. Well, and that's the thing. Is that, that's what you remember. Yeah. That's what I remember. I don't remember the shit part and, of the movie. The, I remember the good stuff. And for 1931, those visual effects were fantastic. Those visual effects won an Oscar. Yeah, I mean... Okay? Obviously, the 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 where when he's fully invisible and he's just moving stuff around, you can tell it's strings. It's, right, it's right. right. But the the visual effects of him like taking it off and having no face and then like lighting a cigarette, yeah, that was impressive. I, for, even for nineteen thirty one, I, mean, I feel that that hand. and that's by the way, this is also James Whale. Oh, okay. oh, yeah. Ah. Um, I feel that this movie is better than any subsequent Invisible Man movie that they've made in, like the last thirty years. What about the Hollow Man? Hollow Man. <laughs> oh, good God. Really, Mike? <laughs> I dug deep for that one. You yeah, did. you did. You did, Mike. You shouldn't be proud of that. Uh, that one, there was, um, oh, God. Or the one with Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase, Diary of the of an Invisible Man. Oh, good God. Where it was almost like all they wanted to do was just kind of show off that, yes, if you if you drink something, it will you'll actually see it go through your... <laughs> digestive system and then see it coming back up right exactly when he throws up it's that, except what? that doesn't really work because if you're if you're coded in invisibility anything that goes into you is also behind the invisible right but the invisible wall yeah. exactly if you shoot him he still bleeds it bleed invisible blood right Although the uh, I must say the the uh, sci-fi channel uh, TV show ran for two seasons the invisible man really it was really good was it yeah okay Sci-fi show. It's just really. It's not. Well, yeah, but it, it was like it was like early two thousands. Yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. All right. Wow. Oh yeah. There's a lot of good. There was a lot of good sci-fi channel program. I have the entire series of Farscape on Blu-ray. Eureka. Oh, I love Eureka. Oh, Anyways. All right. Yep. All right. So the Invisible Man also Get out appears. Of your house. Now. <laughs> <laughs> so Griffin is killed in this one, and everything else is pretty much just like not the same Invisible Man. Yeah. There is The Invisible Man Returns. Which I never saw. Yeah. The Invisible Woman, which I didn't list on here, but they, they actually made a woman invisible, but it was more... That's when they're playing it more for comedy. Oh, okay, oh, of course. Yeah. The Invisible Man's Revenge! <laughs> and that was about it. There was also another one. It was like um, The Invisible Spy or something like that. And it was done as a wartime propaganda movie. If you say so. Yeah. I mean, it'd be perfect. I mean, invisible. He's a spy. Uh, I, I just remembered a line from MST3K, the movie. Hi, this is your pilot, Claude Rains. Claude Rains, your, 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 your <laughs> co-pilot, Harvey the Rabbit. <laughs> you know we're going to talk about that in a few minutes, right? Sure, why not? I don't know why, but okay. No, it's it's in there. Um, well, I, know it's, I know it's in there. Yeah. Okay, so next up, we have The Mummy. You have studied our ancient arts, and you know that you cannot harm me. You also know that you must return that scroll to me or die. Now tell that weak fool to get that scroll wherever it is and hand it to his Nubian servant. The Nubian? The ancient blood. So you have made him your slave. If I could get my hands on you, I'd break your dried flesh to pieces. Honestly, this is the one I've never seen any of the, the, these mummy movies. I've seen clips of it. I I, I was going to watch it before, I, but I just yeah. didn't have time. The, right. only, the only mummy movie I've watched were the um, Brendan Fraser, Fraser movies. Yeah. yeah, I think I started... I, I might have watched this at one point. Again, Boris Abbott and Costello. I've seen the Abbott and Costello. Right. That's it. Abbott and Costello. You know, yeah, it, was, it was Boris Karloff, uh, The Mummy, 1932. 
The Mummy's Hand, 1940. The Mummy's Tomb, 1942. The Mummy's Ghost, 1944. The Mummy's Curse, 1944 as well. Wait, they just shout out mummy movies. All inspired by Tutankhamen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, well, that's probably true. No, probably yeah, had well, the stories from, like, because the, the Tomb of Tutankhamen was found in 1923 or something like that. I think that. like two or three of the people that found it died. Died, like, uh, within the in the 40s, I think. Yeah, of, like, like an infection that they released or a bacteria or something. Right, like that. exactly. But you know what the funny thing is that the Mummy movies, the Brendan Fraser Mummy movies, were released by Universal. Yeah. And you're, you're right. They're better movies. Because oh, they're yeah. funny well, Indiana Jones movies. Well, the yeah. first one is. Well, the yeah, second the one... The, the, the second one has The second one's not bad except for the scenes of the Scorpion King, which again, which, PS1 graphics. Oh, no, yeah. it's worse than PS1 graphics. Oh, God, that was like... I remember seeing that in the theater going, they really could have tried harder. Yeah. I, I, I just... Just the concept of the mummy. I mean, not so much this original one because this original one was fine. But the the concept of the mummy from the mummy movies just never it it always baffles me. Like, okay, so you you're cursing him to like this internal like pain and torment and suffering, and yet if he manages to get out, he'll be more powerful than anything on the face of the earth. Right. Is that is that a curse? What's the possibility me? that's going to happen, huh? <laughs> well, he's going to be undead, so it's going to suck for him. The Magi would never allow him to be released, for he would arise a walking disease, a plague upon mankind, an unholy flesh-eater with the strength of ages, power over the sands, and the glory of invincibility. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm with you. It's... it's... <laughs> I can control the desert. I'm just going to be stuck in this tomb for like 50 years. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. And that brings us to our other notables. Creature so, of the Black Lagoon. The, yeah, the Creature of Black Lagoon, I'm a, I am shocked didn't have more than one movie. Uh, yes, he had did. three movies. Had three. Did it? Yeah. yeah. The second one was 801 on MSC3K. Oh, yeah, I apologize. The Revenge of the Creature and then The Creature Walks. Oh, okay. My bad. My bad. Revenge of the Creature. Revenge. <laughs> the Creature of the Black Lagoon is actually a lot of fun. Another one I saw on the big screen at the Boston <laughs> Sci-Fi Movie Marathon. I'm just shilling now. Uh, <laughs> this was a great... Go see, go see the Sci-Fi Movie Marathon. With right. <laughs> I, I remember, like, oh, good Lord, 35, 36 years ago, Channel 38, like one of yeah. the local UHF channels, was doing, like, their 3D night, and you could go to 7-Eleven, yeah. or there was, like, one other convenience store to get your free 3D glasses. And this was the movie they showed. Well, this this movie was also a staple on Channel 56 on uh, Creature, Creature Double Feature. Creature Double Feature, yeah. Usually paired with a Godzilla movie or something like that. Yeah, of course. Yes. Creature Double Feature was something and a Godzilla movie. Of course. <laughs> and, yeah, it was always something <laughs> and a Godzilla, Godzilla movie. movie. Yeah, no, because there were a lot and they were good. Even my 12-year-old mind was going, there are two tiny little women here. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> Why is there a giant butterfly? <laughs> it's a moth, I know. please. It's a moth. <laughs> what is that giant moth turtle? Even. <laughs> Why is that giant turtle? Why is he saying he's friend to all children? <laughs> Why does he have jet rockets? <laughs> he's Who full cares? of meat. Because he's Japanese. Because Godzilla's in it. We don't care. <laughs> like Godzilla was never in a Gamera movie. They were two different companies. Yep. But <laughs> I, I have to say, I really love Creature of the Black Lagoon. It's such a. I mean that's it's, it's got an enjoyable cheesy quality to it. The, the exactly. costume though is very impressive. That, that yeah, is no, the, yeah, oh, yeah, the, 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 the full body wetsuit costume. Yes. Yeah, the, the water sequences are you know. 
They, they had the Olympic. I don't know. Class, they, dry, dry the the water sequences right? kind of remind me of like those mermaid shows you see down in Florida. In oh, Wiki Wachi Spring. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I can those, only sit out here for two seconds. Those cheesy touristy traps down in Florida where you see the mermaid. That's that's the creature of the Black Lagoon to me. Just get him underneath the water. Like, ah! Fortunately, he never knew who played the uh, the creature at any time, so they probably was like this pile of corpses, <laughs> <laughs> like Wild Kingdom, like the fifteen like, gyms no, that the they prestige, went through, no, like the Prestige. Yeah. <laughs> oh God! Oh, End that movie. I appreciate. Yes, I appreciate that joke more now. <laughs> All right, so we need a <laughs> ca- casting call for Creature Love Black Lagoon. We'll take all of you. Yeah. Wait, we're going to use you. One of you will be a star. And the next ones will be the replacements for that star. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> all right, another one I had to bring up here just because it, it did show up as the Mystery Science Theater 3000 movie, 1955's This Island Earth, Wait, featuring oh. the mutant. <laughs> mutant? <laughs> Give Uncle Strodora a hug. That's better than saying a mutate. <laughs> yeah. Everyone always picks on that one. around here. You do. Somewhere. Oh, there he is. He's next oh, to the Millennium Falcon. Yep. Okay, yes, Catherine, right? He's on his no, he side fell, here. He yes, we've got, a, we've got our oh, little... He's missing his arm. Yeah, I know. That thing fell off. Yes, Uncle Strotor. Everyone the, uh... always picks on that one piece of my exoskeleton. Yeah. <laughs> Fine, run. Just because you have a skull. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's weird to think this is a Universal monster movie because it's so awesome. But yeah, about seventeen years ago or so, um, Autumn gave me like these weird little like they're not bobbleheads, they're not Funko Pops, they're just these statuettes. big head statuette characters, all in black and white, Ooh. of a ton of different um, Universal monsters. Despite the fact that this Island Earth was actually released in color. Yes, it was. Yep. Oddly. Uh, yes, yeah, so um, the mutant from this uh, this island Earth. Uh, I have Dracula. I have, uh, Frankenstein. Son of Frankenstein. Of course. The Bride. I have both um, the mummy, mummy, and then like the um, Imhotep mummy. <laughs> oh, okay. Why do, I, why do I have images of my grandparents going to the movies to see this and my grandfather trying to put the moves on my aunt? My oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Don't go there. You'll never, like... you'll never come back from that abyss. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, there's two Woodies in this scene. <laughs> All right, and then finally on this very quick Halloween episode, Jesus Christ, we might have to find something else to talk about for a few minutes. How about the Incredible Shrinking Man, also released by Universal oh, you're in 1957? Right. You're right. Wow. That's why I send this to you a day early so you guys can put these things in here. Oh yes, I was... just looked it up two minutes ago. Ah. Yes, this is one of the f- first movies with miniature people. Yep. <laughs> Most of the movie is about the special effects of him being small. Right. Right, because they, you, wanna, just, you, you want to see the small guy sitting next to the bobbin. The huge bobbin. <laughs> can, can you guess where I saw this movie, too? Also a sci-fi. Uh, <laughs> sci-fi movie marathon? Yeah. Cool. And the thing is that it doesn't end with a... Ha- it does not have a happy ending. Oh, because well, he keeps shrinking away. Yeah, and they never stop it, and he just shrinks and eventually ends up in the quantum realm, I swear. <laughs> they, sh- You know what? Ant-Man and Wasp 3 should have that. That's what they should have. <laughs> uh, they can't. <laughs> Universal. Yeah, oh, that's, that's right. true. That's all part of the dark universe. <laughs> <laughs> can we just take a second to talk about what a stupid idea that was? That was a stupid movie! What is this? The Mummy. The Mummy. The Tom Cruise the Tom Mummy. Oh. So, yes. 
So, in case you don't know what we're talking about, last year, was Universal... Last year? Huh? Was it last year? It was last... Year? I know, it felt year. like an eternity ago. Oh, I just want to point out how fucking long 2018 has been. Black Panther came out this year. It feels like ages. It feels like it came out ages ago. Um, yes, it's just a non-top spin down the, to- non-top spin down the toilet now, isn't it? Yep. We, um... Yes, Universal decided they wanted they wanted to get some of that fat Marvel money with their own cinematic universe. And the only properties they had that they could do it with were the monsters. Yep. So what did they do? Instead of making it a, a kind of an organic thing that just one will branch into another. Nope. Here's the mummy. Russell Crowe is uh, Jekyll. Jekyll and Hyde, and Tom Cruise is in there. Is in there as well, running, yeah. running, definitely running in that weird way that nobody human being runs. I in. saw it in theaters. Yes, I know. Um, this <laughs> what, was like... Why do you do that to yourself, Mike? I, 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 he thought I, I, it looked I thought good. it would be fun. I mean, and, and to be fair, there are some <clears throat> moments in it that are fun. There are some moments. I'll take your word for it. Yes, I'm sure that there every, are some... Every, every time they try to cram like cram it into... like This was more about building the, the their dark universe than it was making a good movie. Yeah, no, and this was absolutely... This was... Let's be honest. This is Batman versus Superman. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, we had to well, keep no, no, going no. back to that well on I this show. I actually prefer Batman over v-, v Superman over this one. Wow. Holy cow. Wow. I'm just glad that Tom Cruise didn't like pull up like five QuickTime videos of other monsters. <laughs> no, but he did get in the in a, in a bathtub with someone. Oh god. Oh, god. <laughs> no, I didn't. So yeah, no bad, bad, bad. Yeah. Bad, 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 bad. Are there any others here that we have to? Yeah, well, we haven't talked about Adam Costello. That's right, because Abbott Costello actually met up with a whole bunch of different monsters. We'll start with, they met up with Frankenstein. <laughs> well, to be fair, in that movie, is Abbott Costello meet Frankenstein, but they actually met Frankenstein, Dracula, and the Wolfman all in one. All in one movie, yes. yes now. You know that person you said that there's no such person? Yes. I think he's in there, in person. I was reading a sign over here, this one down here, yeah. Dracula's Legend. All of a sudden, I heard. That's the wind. It should get oiled. And can you tell us anything about this? Because I think you're the one who's seen this. Oh, I love this movie with fresh with fresh memory. Well, it's not that fresh. I haven't seen it in like 15 years. Okay, well, but... that's a lot fresher than when this was on, like Creature Double Feature. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it's, it's been a while since I've. Creature seen Double that. Feature is such a remnant of the early 80s for me. Yeah, I, I mean, they 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 had like some of the you know the the fun bits where. Costello is being attacked by uh, by the Wolfman, and then he runs and tries to get Abbott, and Abbott comes back, and now nah, he's back. No. <laughs> so every time it's just seeing, you know, every time uh, Costello is seeing the uh, seeing the monster and trying to get Abbott to, Abbott to pay attention, Abbott never sees it until like <laughs> halfway, halfway, maybe a little bit after halfway through the movie. Oh really? Yeah. But it, 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 hey, they got Bill Lugosi. And I believe Boris Karloff. Yes, and, yes, and they, all re, they all they all reprise their, their their famous roles. Um, that morphine money doesn't grow on trees. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Abbott and Costello were like the biggest things in the in in the nineteen fifties. Oh yeah, forties yeah. and fifties. Yeah. God, can you imagine if they got another comedy team to do this like earlier? Like they actually get Laurel and Hardy before they both died. Jeez, oh, <laughs> or the Three Stooges? Didn't the Three Stooges do monster movies? Uh, no, they did. Well, they did stuff that was like they couldn't use, like you know, they, they like what, what did your husband say last episode that they shaved the serial numbers off yes, of the yes. uh, yeah, like the, the yeah they shaved the serial numbers off of the 
king of Tokyo creatures. Right. <laughs> well, Three Stooges, they, they didn't start making movies until the... 50s. 50s and 60s. Right. Yeah, when, when, not until uh, Curly had died and Joe Besser had died and they had Curly Joe Dorita. <laughs> That's when they started making the movies because... Because shorts. what else were they going because to do? Because no one was making shorts anymore. Sadly, around this time, it was like the only way I knew about the Three Stooges or Abbott Costello because they made them into cartoons. Yeah. Like yeah. those terrible Saturday morning cartoons Sco- before. Scooby-Doo meets the Three Stooges. Yep. Oh, yeah. I remember the Bionicle Three Stooges. Oh, my God. Look it up, Mike. I, I it's know, a thing that I exists. I know exactly what you're talking about. The cart... Yep. It, they, it, were no, it was, it was, they were essentially uh, Inspector Gadget, but there were the Three Stooges who got who, who wore like costumes and capes, but they were like cyborgs. Right. Wait, wait. <laughs> this is the thing that exists, Mike. We've got two different Bionicles in mind because Bionicles no, also no, a Lego no, line. No, it's it's it, in the late seventies, early eighties. There was a cartoon series of the Three Stooges as superheroes, but they were cyborg superheroes. They were like it was like Inspector Gadget, but it was the Three Stooges. Yeah, no, because Bionicle. Oh, the, okay, also, it's, it's called it's a, the Robonic. Okay, yeah, Stooges. Because Bionicle is a, is a line of Lego yeah, toys. Yeah, we, we, he, yes, yes, we're aware of that. He was trying to use a metaphor. Uh, no, I couldn't remember what it was. And yes, they are exactly like. There you go. Oh my god. <laughs> when uh, when was that made? Late seventies, early eighties. This it was, was not the original. It was I have not Wikipedia divorces. up here yeah, from September tenth, nineteen seventy-seven to March eighteenth, nineteen seventy-eight. Yep. Yeah, no, because because uh, I think all but Mo was alive in nineteen. I think he died in seventy-three. Actually, seventy uh, seventy-five. Yeah, the only one that was still alive was Curly Joe Dorita, and I yeah he wasn't doing much. Curly died in fifty-two. Shemp died in fifty-five. Mo and Larry died in seventy-five. Did it say Curly Joe Dorita? Uh, they don't mention it because it's, it's just Mullary and Curly. Yeah. And um, yeah, Frank Welker voiced Curly. Yeah. So. I can see that. Yep. Yeah, sorry. That, that's a pleasant little distraction. I know Mike's going to be falling down a rabbit hole this evening. <laughs> no, no, no. Please, I knew all that. I, I am a Three Studios massive fan. Okay. Right? So. But Evan Costello. Uh, massive, they also fan of them too. met the killer, Boris Karloff. That is the actual title of the movie. Abbott Costello meet the killer, comma Boris Karloff. Which I think I think it's another. It's that's a, like one of those attack of the VI creature situations where the poster had you know attack the, of the killer. You know, Abbott Costello meet the killer, and then Boris Karloff because he's the biggest star. It's right. right there, and everyone just call, started calling. But that's it. how like again. Okay, here's your your requisite Suncoast story. That's how the label printed out. Oh yeah, it yeah. was the killer Boris Karloff. Yeah, everyone, everyone. I think it just kind of like the marketing kind of changed the actual film of the uh, the, the, movie. the title of the film. Yeah, which is weird because uh, Boris Karloff is not the killer in that movie. I'm sure he's not. He's no, just... he, he's a he's a Swami hypnotist. And I'm sure there was nothing racist about that at oh, all. Oh, it was plenty racist. Well, oh. <laughs> but it was not 1943 racist. Yeah, okay. Or whenever that movie came out. I don't know. Okay, then Abbott Costello met the Invisible Man. I, I, I've seen this one. It's just... I, I, I've I seen really scenes from this one, and primarily the big the big funny scene is that they... Um, Abbott is in... Or uh, Costello, Lou Costello, is in a boxing match. And he gets the Invisible Man to help him with that. (laughs) Okay, makes sense. It works. Yeah. 
Uh, and then there's Abbott Costello. Meet Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. I've never seen this one. Okay. And then Dr. Abbott Costello meet the mummy. It's a fun one. Okay. It's a fun one. Um, Was this also Boris Karloff? Uh, that's a great question. Let me let me tell you let me tell you in just a second. They uh, fight the goon of the tomb. They get clipped in the crypt. They're chumming <laughs> with a mummy. It is Bud Abbott and Lucas Costello meet the mummy. <laughs> there it is. Coming soon with another spectacular feature. With yeah. Marie Windsor, Michael Ansara, and Peggy King. Hear Peggy sing, you come a long way from St. Louis. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I'd love it if they don't actually show and, that in the movie and people are upset s- about it. And sing, you sinners. Sing, you sinners. <laughs> yeah, no, they're, 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 no, it's not, it's not Boris Karloff. No? No. It's, you know, Joe Schmo, whatever. Okay. It's someone you've Are you looking up the posters for this? Because I'm sure that they're all hilarious. I'm, I'm just I'm just Googling it, and then the images are there, and I hit them. And okay. It, it, yep. Yeah, I just, <laughs> I just read you the, the mummy one. Yep. No, I, I that sounded like a poster. Yeah. And like those old trailers. <laughs> I don't know. I think for the YouTube version, we should have like the, the screen stills. Yeah. <laughs> of whatever we're talking about. Uh, that I, that would take more editing than YouTube allows. Well, yeah, not really, but no, yeah. I can I could totally do it. Yeah. All right, you can do that. All right, cool. Um, is there anything else we want to talk about here? Because this is honestly the fastest fucking podcast we've ever done. <laughs> I really thought this was going to be a longer one. I yes, forty eight 40... minutes before edits. Wow. Um. Yeah. So let me ask. Well, actually, Joe, I'll ask you because you also have children. Blech. Have your kids seen any of these things? Are they familiar with? No. Okay. They're not familiar with it. Every year, Jamie claims he is going to be a vampire. Every year. (laughs) He's going as Captain America this year, so... Oh, the vampire Captain America. Yes, exactly. Vampire Captain America. Actually, it was a a wolf Captain America. (laughs) He's not joking. I know. I know. And were you pissed off about that one, too, Joe? I was. Fucking Hydra. (laughs) God damn it. God damn Hydra wolves. (laughs) <laughs> Fucking Nick Spencer. <laughs> Just Morpheus, the living vampire. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. I don't want to see that either. I god don't want to see Jared Leto in that. <laughs> oh my god, no. Don't give that man any ammunition. I think I... I don't know if I still have a copy of What If Wolverine Was Lord of the Vampires During Inferno. <laughs> oh, What if we could stretch this title out longer than we think we can? Oh. I'm like, is this still a what if? Are we crossing into what the territory? Yeah. <laughs> oh, 80s Marvel. Yep. I love what the. Oh, what the. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it's it's just weird. It's like, Scarlet has a problem with black and white movies to begin with. Yeah, I, I don't think I'd be able to, I don't think I'd be able to get the kids. I have a hard enough time getting them to sit still for anything. Right. You know, for something that is... Just would look so dated to them, right? Exactly. These old black and white movies. I don't think. I'm just. I'm just praying to God at some point in their in their in their adult education they learn class they learn film theory. Well, so maybe least, they'll sit and finally watch these things at when least they're learn to appreciate what. Right. Exactly. Well, I can't wait until you show Scarlet and Casablanca. Well, eventually that'll happen. But you know, last year was kind of a just a chore getting her to watch Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Oh. Which is black and white. That's a great movie. I love that movie. But, I mean, with these things, 
I mean, just the, the, the legacy of all these movies. We're still talking about them... Mm-hmm. 80 years, 80 plus years later. The legacy well, of the original the, movies is Of the original great. movies, yes, exactly. Well, for, you know, for, for a lot of people, this is what, when when you ask somebody with Dracula, their imprint is Bela Lugosi. Right. You know, when somebody asks, okay, Frank, you know, Frankenstein, Frankenstein. Yeah. Borderless color. Whoa, the guy with the arms, the arms out. Yeah, and th- this is what you think of when you think of these characters. You don't think of Robert De Niro as, 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 as the creature. Right. Such a bad movie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they've remade all of them, and all of the remakes have been absolutely repugnant. Various. They, uh, yes, I, mean, I, I would not, say I'm, various returns. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to count the the nine the Brendan Fraser like mummy. Said, the Brendan Fraser mummy was actually enjoyable, a very enjoyable movie. I really liked it. It was a fun movie to watch, but it had really very little to do with the horror of it. It was an it was an Indiana Jones as yeah, it was an adventure action movies. Um. So, Mike, what do you... You had a thought? Well, I mean, they did inspire the Hammer Horror series. That's true. Christopher Lee is Dracula. Mm. Um, and Peter Cushing was yeah, Van Helsing. I can yeah. see Christopher Lee as a, as Dracula. He, he could pull it off. Yeah. Eh, well, he did. Yeah. Quite, quite a few times, actually. Right. But yeah. the, the Hammer Hammer movies were very similar to... like It was like British Universal. Yeah. And all of their movies were these type of these movies made for a British audience. Right. Well, but, yeah. Well, it's, it's got a very European. They got very European sensibilities. But they also use that like that unique like color enhancing. Yes. Photochrome. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So essentially, what it was, it really looked like they just painted the the frames. Yeah. I mean, the red the red blood was just red. Yes. Ruby, right? If yes. you will. <laughs> uh, but those are excellent movies, and yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe one day they'll make a good remake. I doubt it. I doubt it. Well, I mean, you just got. I mean, it, it, it's it, a it, simple it, it, formula, it, it, but well, the problem is, in this day and age, where you have movies like The Conjuring, you know, you got the Bloomhouse, the Blumhouse, Blumhouse production yeah. movies like the The Conjuring and, and Halloween and. And all that stuff like that, you, you'd be very. It'd be very hard to pull it off. Actually, you know what? You know who someone I would trust to try to do it and at least do a decent job of it mm-hmm. is Jason Blum. Yeah, he he, he seems to he seems to have a pretty good grasp on how to do these kind of horror movies. Yeah, but I mean, it's we're in a different age of horror now. It's like you don't really get monster movies anymore. You get these. Right now, movies right now, of no, no, cur- right the Conjuring. Now. The Conjuring is huge. It has nothing to do with monsters. It's supernatural. It's the unknown. It's yeah. Supernatural. Yeah. Where the, that right now horror is about supernatural. You know. Right. I mean, it's about supernatural, or it's still about spatter and blood porn. Yeah, there's torture which, porn and and, and yeah, the, which, the purge. Which a creature. I mean, unless unless you can do like. Only for a creature movie to work nowadays, you'd have to rely so much on jump scares. Yeah. I don't. Know, I mean, because one thing that the Conjuring has done right is it's gotten atmospheric down. That's right. Right. And if you could, if you but, could, like combine Dracula with that kind of atmosphere, that kind of just always feeling just something is watching you. Yeah, I think you could do it well. Uh, I just don't think anyone's figured out how to do that. Which <laughs> sad. And whether or not we see it or not, because again. God help me! I'm going to use so many, so much CGI on these yeah, movies. Well, and, and well, that's you know, Andy brings up another point. Is like, 
movies like that, studios have the the the, the thing that the reason like the Blumhouse movies are so successful is there really isn't a lot to them right. beyond great writing and right. Writing they and also that. cost ten dollars on a ham sandwich Whereas, to make, yeah, because, and that's because these properties like Dracula and Frankenstein are so well known. The studios will not be able to contain themselves and yeah. will be tempted to just throw money at it and make it CGI heavy and make it right and turn it not make it into a horror movie anymore and make it just an action adventure movie, which is what they did with the mummy. Right, right. but look at but what it worked, but but it look worked at, with it for the mummy. Right, no, no, no I'm, I'm talking about the Tom Cruise mummy. Right. Oh, yeah. Right, but look at what they did also with Van Helsing. What they did with the with the the vampires in Van Helsing, those ridiculous mouths that they gave them when they were doing their vampire fanging thingy. Right. Yeah. Actually, you know what? A really, really good um, vampire movie for, from fairly recent. What they do in the shadows? So, you know what it was? So uh, yes, what we do in the playing, shadows is excellent, but it's also a comedy. Somebody yeah. was playing Legacy of Kane while they were writing out Van Helsing. <laughs> yeah, entirely possible. Great game, though. It is a great you game. I, I, that deserves a reboot. Yeah, I think foreign films are doing better with the monsters. Like, if you did, you see uh, Let the Right One In. No. I've heard about that one. Oh I, my goodness! Though you know what I've heard, I've, I'm hearing a lot of good reviews about Overlord. J.J. Uh, Abrams' uh, World War II zombie movie. Yeah, which it's looks so, to me, it almost looks like Dead Snow. Yeah, it's 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 got some kind of ridiculous rating on uh, Rotten on the Rotten Tomatoes right now. Well, I mean, it's zombie, so I'm not terribly interested. I'm not big on zombies. Right. No. Yeah, I mean, I, I I generally think the zombie genre has been overplayed to death. Oh, yeah, it's evident also in The Walking Dead not doing well anymore. Oh, no, no, it's review, it's uh, ratings have been, are the lowest that they've ever had. Right. Well, so. I mean, that, that's the thing about zombie, I had, I've read uh, World War Z. Have you guys read it? I've never read it. I've heard good things about the book, the movie's the book dog shit. is amazing. I've listened to the audiobook of the, of, is great. It's it's one of those ones where they have different actors reading right because different characters. Yeah. The book itself is an anthology. Think of it like Ken Burns Civil War, but during the zombie. It's the right. Zombie yeah, it's a guy. A guy goes around the narrator and in the audiobook it's the author. Right. Goes around interviewing all these different people about their experiences, and he revisits them. You know, it's like okay, we're going to talk about this period and then this period and this period. And I was so disappointed when the movie came out because it just. That would have been that would have refreshed the zombie genre mm-hmm. so much. It was they, World War Z in title alone. It was in title alone. If if they made World War Z in the vein of a Ken Burns documentary, it would have revived the entire genre. I think. But yeah, well, uh, the only the only movie uh, zombie movie that I really enjoy is Shaun of the Dead because it's funny. Oh, it's hilarious. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like Zombieland. Have you yeah. seen that one? Zombieland is great. Yeah, we we recently had a, a double feature of. Uh, <laughs> Easy A and Zombieland. <laughs> Emma Stone's in both, so yeah, there you go. That's, that's perfect. So that concludes our conversation on uh, the Universal Creatures. Can I have a bonus creature? Yeah, right. please. Nineteen sixteen silent film, Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. Oh, whoa! Wow, you, you, are go, deep. you are digging deep. Guess Wait, where you, I saw this one? Swim, she's swimming deep. <laughs> Um, Are you just going through the sci-fi playlist? No, I'm I'm just remembering all these playlists. No, not exactly. I'm like, hey, what about this one? Yep, Universal did that. Okay, I can talk about (laughs) it. Uh, It's not really a monster, though. It's just a giant squid, and those are real. Um, it had a lot of stuff, actually. This was a, it it was a, 
According to Wikipedia, the film Universal Film Manufacturing Company, <laughs> <laughs> which was hilarious when I saw that on the screen, um, and they financed this film's innovative special effects. They have underwater photography. Ooh. Long sequences of real underwater photography. Well, in nineteen sixteen. Yes. How do you Jeez. pull that off without the lighting and everything like that? I mean, um, I, I think it was probably shallower, you know, tropical waters, and also the. Uh, no, not in the tank. It was definitely oh, there was good. definitely creatures. Oh, uh, there was the, they, you know they had they had they had like Jacques Cousteau as a baby watched this movie and went that's what I want to do with my life. The only thing I could think of is if like they had like a like, a case underwater that they had the the filmmaker the, the. I think they showed some pictures mom. of what it was and like they had the full like you know the suit that you see people in with the the big yeah. helmet and the tubes. Yeah. yeah, they were wearing that. Shooting the sequence, you know, doing the filming, wearing those things. Oh. It was, it was in, yeah, that was, that's the most, the biggest reason to watch this movie is to be like, wow, they did that in 1916. The rest of the movie has very little to do with 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Wikipedia mentions that they kind of go into the mysterious island. Um, yeah. You know, for some reason, Nemo, I don't remember Nemo having a Tiger Woman daughter thing, <laughs> but... Sure, why not? Somewhere. I, I like, mean, uh, actually, one thing we did forget to mention about the Invisible Man, based on an H.G. Wells book. Oh, that's right, it is. And actually, that actually, out of all of the monster movies, that's the one that's probably pr- closest to the book. Okay. Well, I mean, I've never read the book, so I. Yeah, I don't know that one. I, I just I, well, I've read the uh, re- the synopsis on Wikipedia, Ooh. and it. Not too far off from what I mean. There are differences, but I mean, at least the start of the book and the start of the movie are pretty similar. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. All right. So I'm I guess just that... I'm just blue skying right now, just to extend <laughs> the length. It's called padding. <laughs> All right. So, unless Catherine has any more she wants to add, I don't think I could pull anything else out right now. All right. So, hey, Shaun of the Dead is universal. Wow. Well, it's probably, it probably made in Britain and then distributed yeah. side by Universal. So, next episode, we're going to do something a little different. <laughs> so, next episode, we are going to put together a YouTube playlist of some very, very cheesy 1980s music videos. <laughs> and then we are going to riff them. Get into my are we having Mike C sitting on I think we need to. Oh yeah. I've taken a I've taken a couple of requests from a couple of people already about uh, videos they would like to see on here. Um so what we're gonna do is we're gonna put together a YouTube playlist on our YouTube channel, which is uh, Geek Salad Podcast. Yep. Yep. And um we're gonna have that so you can sync up the audio that we record with that episode and watch us riff. <laughs> yeah, it should be interesting regardless, even if you get it to sync right, because it's just going to be one of those one of those nights. Yeah, <laughs> I I think the six beers that you guys have polished off, I don't think there's gonna be nearly enough. Nope. Oh God, I've got some doozies planned. <laughs> so, um, if you have any suggestions for us in terms of videos that we we should be riffing, uh, please. Uh, leave it in our email, which is geeksaladradio at gmail.com. You can also let us know your thoughts at uh, Geek Salad Podcast on Facebook, at Geek Salad Radio at Twitter. 
Um, you can also follow us at geeksalad.podbean.com. That's the home website for Geek Salad. It's got practically all the good episodes. Yeah. Um, you can also download the app for that. We are on Stitcher. We are on iTunes. We are at Google Music. And we are on Spotify. Yay! So we are pretty much everywhere you can get to. Also, Mike and I have been doing our weekly uh, movie reviews for, uh, on this YouTube. Is, this is Shriek Salad Month. Yes, Shriek Salad! <laughs> so, tons of different uh, content going out there. Every week, we're getting something going. we got a few more uh, Halloween movies to wrap up with. We have a Disney show to do. Yep. we got to get the, uh, the the girls back for that one. And so we got tons and tons and tons of stuff. So... Until next time, I'm Andy. I'm Mike. I'm Joe. I'm Catherine. Go forth, be nerfful, and happy Halloween! Halloween. The smash was meant to. When you get to my door, tell them what is said. Then you can mash. Then you can monster mash. The monster mash. And do my graveyard smash. Then you can mash. You'll catch on and all fly. Then you can mash. Then you can monster mash. One time Randy Beeman woke up at night and he saw Dracula, but he thought it wasn't Dracula, just some clothes hanging up. Then he turned on the light and it really was Dracula. Okay, bye.